The Live with Squacky podcast is sponsored in part by Mid-Atlantic VoiceOver and Antland Productions. Hi, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Live with Squacky. I'm your host, Val Kelly, otherwise known as Squacky Voice. Did you know I was born in Long Beach, New York? My grandfather owned a famous northern Italian restaurant in Manhattan called Giovanni's when I was a kid. My dad was in the wine industry and was a wine manager for a few different companies while I was growing up. He was a wine expert and did wine lists for restaurants all over the state of New York. He was amazing. We lived in Long Beach until I was two. My dad decided that he didn't want my brother and I to be raised that close to New York City, so he moved us upstate to Saratoga Springs, New York. That's where I lived and went to school and graduated from high school before I moved to North Carolina to go to college. My parents were very interested in sharing culture with us. They would take us to museums in the city all the time. My mom told us stories when we were older about how she would lug our stroller with her and take us all over the city to do things. I had the chance to see my first show on Broadway when I was eight. It was the Pirates of Penzance, and it was wonderful. We were in the first or second row of the theater, and I loved every second of it. I had wanted to see Annie because it was very popular at the time, but my aunt just couldn't get her hands on tickets. So I waited 30 years and then finally saw that show on Broadway too. Let me tell you, it was worth the wait. What a fantastic show. I was in the front row for that one too, and it was absolutely thrilling. The thing about Broadway is that the actors in these shows are just top-notch. No one is half-assing it on the stage. Everyone is in it every second they're on the stage. Since seeing those first two shows that I loved so much, I try to go see a show whenever I know I'm going to be in the city for something. I've seen If Then that starred Idina Menzel, which was absolutely epic. Hamilton, also amazing. Mr. Saturday Night with Billy Crystal, that was hilarious. Phantom of the Opera, which was great, but I didn't really love the storyline. And Chicago, which was okay, but not my favorite. The most recent show I saw was in the previous stages still, and it's called Bad Cinderella. (laughs) I went with Uncle Roy, and we had seats in the orchestra section in the front row center. The orchestra pit was right in front of us below us. What a cool spot to be in. I was excited about this show because Cinderella is my favorite fairy tale, and this did not disappoint. I was also excited because I'm a big fan of the TV show Blue Bloods, and one of the stars of Bad Cinderella is an actress named Sammy Gale, who was a supporting character on Blue Bloods for like 10 years of the show. She plays one of the stepsisters in the show named Adele, and man, is she fantastic. Her facial expressions were everything. The other stepsister, Marie, in the show is also fantastic. She's played by Morgan Higgins Pereira. These two almost steal the show completely because they're just so over the top, but in a good way. That Cinderella is played by Lina D. Janelle, and I have to say, her voice is just wow. The way she belts out those songs, there's no way to leave the show without those tunes in your head after. I've been listening to my favorites since seeing the show. Carolee Carmelo plays the Wicked Stepmother, and her performance is off-the-charts epic, as is Grace McLean, who plays the hilarious Queen. And then there's Jordan Dobson, who plays Prince Sebastian, and his performance, voice, dancing, everything is also really fantastic. The entire ensemble cast was also really great. Like I said before, everyone on stage was performing their best, and you could really tell they were enjoying themselves. 
Would I recommend the show to little kids? I don't know about that. There were little kids sitting next to me, but I don't know how appropriate it was, actually. There were a lot of shirtless men in the show, (laughs) and there was a lot of hip thrusting in the dance moves. (laughs) It's just part of the show, but the sexual innuendos that were built in might not be appropriate for very little kids. The two little girls sitting next to me, I guess they were like 8 and 10 or 10 and 12, they seemed to really enjoy the show, so the inappropriate stuff for kids may have gone right over their heads. In any case, I loved it. I don't normally talk about Broadway shows on here, but this one was worth mentioning. I don't know if it will be a long-running show or what the deal will be, so I recommend going to see it soon if you can. I can't say enough good things about it. It's fantastic. Okay, now that I got that off my chest, let me dig into another topic I've been thinking about. The seasons of life. Okay, what I mean is, have you ever thought about all the different phases we go through in a lifetime? From baby, where you're relying on your parents for everything, to toddler, where you gain a tiny bit of independence. Then there's those childhood years from about 5 to 10, where hopefully you're living the dream, playing and learning in school, and still have the safety and security of your parents. I think now 11 and 12 are the tween years. Those are interesting. Most kids are exploring who they are, what they want to do, but yet still have the innocence of being children. And then there's the early teen years, 13 and 14, which are just kind of weird, actually. A lot of kids are going through an awkward phase in these 11 to 14 years. All the hormones and everything, it's kind of crazy. 15 to 18, what I consider the main teen years, kids are figuring out what to do with their lives. Some have a very clear path, but a lot are just still exploring the options out there and trying to decide what they're good at and what they can do for a career. Then they graduate from high school. Some go to college, some go to trade schools, and some just get jobs and hope for the best. 18 to about 21 or 22 is usually college or working and just trying to support themselves. If they're lucky, they still have their parents as a safety net. Because, let's face it, if you're a parent, you know this. It doesn't stop when they turn 18. If you're their parents, you're always their parents. I feel like if you go to college, then after college, the rest of your 20s is trying to find the best job and continuing to reach for your goals and dreams. It's the years where you're typically somewhat carefree because many people don't get married until their late 20s or some don't get married at all. If you are lucky enough to find your perfect spouse during this time, then maybe you take those years to travel and explore the world together. Some have kids early, and that's a whole different scene, because once kids are involved, their relationship tends to change and evolve. Instead of your world just being the two of you, it becomes all about the kids and if they're okay, and figuring out how to handle all the crazy situations that come up. Then you hit 30, and the 30s are really just a continuation of your 20s. You're typically working, trying to provide for your family, and throwing in some fun whenever you get the chance. Then 40 hits, and well... I mean, obviously everyone handles things differently, but for me, 40 was the best year of my life so far. I thought I'd be upset about turning 40, but actually, I was more upset when 30 hit. (laughs) The cool thing about your 40s is that at this point, hopefully you're thriving. You figured out who you are and what you really want out of life. Your family is established if you're going to have one, and you're just dealing with the ins and outs that inevitably just come with life. Hopefully by your mid-40s, you have your daily skin routine in order. (laughs) You've reached a level of creativity you never imagined, and you're thriving. And then from 50 on, it's just more of the same. 
If you're one of the lucky ones, maybe you get to retire at 55 or 65. Or maybe you love your work so much that you can't ever imagine retiring. I can imagine retiring from teaching French someday, but it's hard for me to imagine not being a working voice actor and owning Mid-Atlantic VoiceOver LLC. I love my work as an actor and as a conference producer so much. Don't get me wrong, I love teaching French too, but I feel at my best when I'm in the studio creating characters for clients and putting my active imagination and acting skills to work. The point is that every phase or season of life has a purpose or a meaning to it. We live, we work, we try our best to accomplish what we're going after. Along the way, we make friends, we lose friends, we hit bumps in the road, we feel motivated and inspired, and sometimes we lose that motivation and inspiration. We make mistakes, we learn lessons, we try to grow and evolve and become even better. There's no way you could know in your 20s what you know in your 40s. Sometimes we try to rush getting older, especially when we're young. But with age comes wisdom and knowledge and experience. And you can try to teach someone who's younger so that they don't make the same mistakes that you did. But until they're ready to actually absorb that info, it might not help. So we just have to take it one day at a time. If you just keep making good decisions and working hard, eventually you'll achieve the level of success you're after. How many times have you seen those posts on Insta about how Oprah didn't really reach a true level of success until she was a bit older? And so many other people too. It's not unheard of to reach a high level of success in your 20s or 30s, especially when you're focused on what you want at a younger age. But not everyone knows what they want to do when they're that young. Sometimes it can be a process of elimination to decide what you're good at and what you should just have as a hobby or leave it behind. What I'm saying is, when it comes to voiceover in particular, or whatever career you're in for that matter, you have to have a true passion for what you're doing. The passion will create the drive to keep you going, and then you need to surround yourself with people that inspire you. You have to believe in yourself first, and not expect or hope for validation from anyone else. If you're waiting for someone else to validate you in some way, you'll likely always be disappointed. Most things are not usually a straight, easy road. We try, we fail, we try again, <laughs> we fail again, we keep trying, and eventually we figure things out and we see success. It's a process. You can't rush it and you can't give up easily. You're in voiceover or music or on-camera acting or theater or whatever your career choice is, hopefully because you love it. It's never too late to succeed. You just can't give up. I know you can do this. Now get out there, work hard, and make things happen. Don't let anything or anyone hold you back. Not even, and especially not, yourself. I hope you found some inspiration in this episode. I wish you tons of continued success in everything you do. Until next time. Live with Spocky was mixed and mastered by everybody's favorite voiceover tech, Uncle Roy Oakleson of Antland Productions. Why was Spocky, um, it, it's, um, uh, sponsored in Ball by Atlantic Voice LLC and, um, uh, um, Antland Productions. Want to start your own podcast? Who doesn't? I use Buzzsprout as my podcast hosting site and they're fantastic. It's so easy to use and their customer service is top notch too. Go check them out at www.buzzsprout.com. Quack, <laughs> quack.